This is Hypothetical Help with Scott and Terpster, neither of whom are actual therapists or counselors. Any advice given on this show is truly hypothetical. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Hypothetical Help, episode 25. My name is Scott Johnson. That is Mark the Turpster Turpin. That's, that's a very old age. It's fourth of a hundred. Wait. Oh, wow. A quarter of a century. Yeah. And you are only... And you are German, yeah? <laughs> yeah. 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 Look, I, I do a bad German accent. You don't want to hear it, I promise. That really? I can promise. Oh, yeah. It's real bad. I mean, it's a stereotype as typical as you get. You think, um, you think that Tracer is bad in uh, Overwatch as a as a British stereotype. You should hear oh, yeah. my wow. German stereotype. Yeah. It's real bad. Really? Yeah, worse than Reinhardt so, is. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I imagine that Overwatch is just basically they went through a sort of a, a list of impressions, mm. um, which are probably about as good as I do, uh, and thought I do. That'd be all right. <laughs> But at the time, they thought they were going to be free to play. Now they're asking people for money. You can't be racist for money. Real money, too. Like Real fi- money. $59 if you want the fancy pack. Oh, and no, it's going to be more than that because I want the Soldier 76 yeah. beautiful statuette. Yeah, yeah. I kind of want it, too. Should I do it? I probably should. Ugh. I don't need more crap in my life, Terpster. I have enough crap. Yeah? Yeah, it's well, piling up. I gotta, I I'm got not here room. to help you, Scott. You don't donate to the show. <laughs> I'm here to help these lovely people who support us over at patreon.com. Now, we don't talk about it too much now. We yeah. used to talk about it a lot more. We don't talk about it as much. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, we'll save it for the end. It's fine. But but we dipped. We dipped, guys. So yeah. that's why there's been a little break. <laughs> yeah, a little break. Uh, and I don't want to play hardball with you, but <laughs> just know that I, I can and do. Uh, so, you know, you're like, oh... Why wasn't there any hypothetical help? Well, because certain people felt the need to, I don't know, pay their rent or support their children, right. which is frankly disgusting because uh, <laughs> they, I bet they would have still listened to the show. I bet they still would have. Yeah. But um, in all seriousness, thank you everyone for supporting us. <laughs> Patreon.com slash hypo help. Yes. Thank we you. were in, uh, we were also in Anaheim, which made it a little hard, but that's not our reason. Sh- it's because sh- we Yeah, dipped. exactly. Yeah. We could have made it happen, yeah. but we didn't. It dipped, damn it. Um, we didn't. I was I was close to death, but mm-hmm. I would have done it if mm-hmm. we were getting paid. Yeah, you I'd were been all over that. I would have given you some substandard crap. Yeah, because I'd been like, I'm so dead. <laughs> you were so you were really sick. We felt all I was of really, this. I was really bad. Yeah, we all felt collectively. Have you been bad. ill since? No, I haven't got That's a thing. That's my biggest worry is that everyone close to me was going to be ill. Nope. I, uh, Kim Kim got it. The kids got it. I did not get it. Oh really? Did mm-hmm. they get what I had? Uh, yeah, pretty much close. I mean, Carter oh. already kind of had it when we got there. She was already okay. coughing like a wild person in the stuffy okay. ears and all that. But uh, the other two, yeah, they they came down afterwards. Okay, and, uh, shit. Well, we blame you. I so mean, Nick exactly. I don't know. Nick got it, but Kim, I, I do not tell tales. <laughs> that is that is my rule. I tell no tales. Well, at least you have rules. Uh, yeah, we have a call that is maybe. I don't know. I, I'm not sure it's as good as our our hardcore male pornography guy last episode, but it's pretty good. And uh, I'm going to play it now. It's about a crazy lady, and it's a little bit long, but I felt like it was worth playing. And the guy's, you know, he's articulate and can talk for two minutes without making me bored. So I'm going to play the entire thing, and we'll answer it on the other side. Here you go. Hi, Scott. Hi, Terpster. My name is Nick, and I'm hoping you can give me some hypothetical help. Uh, my mom passed away in early January this year. And uh, in the last few months, my dad has been seeing someone. Uh, I'm using air quotes there because he's not really willing to admit to anyone that he's actually dating her. 
anyway, he's been seeing someone, and we... How do I put this delicate? Hate her. Uh, my wife and my siblings and I are all kind of astonished that my dad wants to spend any time with this person. Uh, he's incredibly smart. He's independent. He's uh, really open-minded. Um, he's not very religious. Uh, meanwhile, this woman has a somewhat astonishing capacity for stupid questions, seems to have no other friends to spend time with, and she doesn't have any family she's on good terms with. Uh, she also continues to invite my dad to her church, and while I don't have anything against uh, churches or religion, I mean, I have a degree in biblical studies, uh, my dad brought home one of her pastor's DVDs, and we watched it, and he preaches mostly about how wonderful his congregation is, as long as they keep giving money to his beleaguered mission. Uh, he lives in a $500,000-plus neighborhood, by the way, so it's not that beleaguered. Uh, to top it off, she's moved twice to stay with this church, once over 2,500 miles from Florida to California, and then again over 1,500 miles from California to Texas. Uh, my wife and I have tried to get to and know this I lady. At uh, first we tried to be friends with her and give her the benefit of the doubt, but now we just can't really stand her and never want to be around when she is. She seems to be convinced that my dad will marry her, even though he's openly stated that's really not what he's looking for. He did try to slow things down once uh, and spend less time with her, but after that phase passed, she confessed to my wife, who she apparently thought she was best friends with at the time, uh, that she had considered killing herself on our front lawn. Oh, you know, whoa. just to send a message. Uh, so, how should we deal with this? Should we just let message. my dad do his thing and hope it works itself out <laughs> without a murder? Or should we try to get rid of this lady? And if we need to get rid of her, how do we do it? Uh, yours truly, Nick. All right, Nick. Holy sinister crap, there Nick. at the end, a little bit. There's you know. a lesson there for everyone, though. Never stick your dick in crazy. <laughs> I mean, what is what was that about? Woo. Like, that's not right, is yeah. it? Yeah. If that's something she said, wow. I, you know, they need to talk to him to send a message. I, I, it's not about the money. Yeah. It's about sending a message. It's like use a bloody you know whatsapp or iMessage. yeah, yeah it's much, or a, much a paint effective. a sign in your own blood even something yeah. less in drastic your, than no that. in your soft stool yeah. don't use blood uh you know that's 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 very bleak i like it you know, wait your soft get, get stool did you say stool. soft? yeah okay soft stools though i don't want to you know not like a crayon you know like a like a nice gouache paint uh-huh yeah i understand I just yeah. had never heard it referred to as soft stool before. That's interesting. Well, that's why I like to be specific in my advice, Scott. I don't want to tell people, you know, write write a message in your own shit, and then they they <laughs> suddenly they you know phone in saying, "Terps, it was it was dry. I couldn't get anything. It was like writing with a stone." And I say, like, well, sorry, I should have I should have prefaced it with soft stool. <laughs> yeah, I no no uh, no. I think I see your. It's always in the service of the listeners, but um. So yeah. I, actually, I kind of have a. Uh, I, I feel for this guy a little bit because I have a mom who my dad died in 2000 and she uh, went a long time alone. And then in 2004 started dating a guy, uh, same deal, kind of bonkers, except it was a guy, not a girl. Uh, he spent a lot Super of time, religious. Uh, sort of, but kind of way out there. Like, like um, was always talking about how aliens, yeah, like aliens, and he'd been abducted, abducted before. He said, "Wow!" And that he had Holy seen, uh, he'd seen some sort of angel creature uh, come out of a tree and so talk to him. So she allowed crazy to stick its dick in her. <laughs> oh! that's, see, that's that's even worse. That's even worse. 
I don't, don't want to think she's about your mother, that. Scott. No, exactly. That's not. But I don't want to think about that. I mean, no, she was, I at the time yeah. she was sixty. She's still got it going on. I know, Scott. You don't have to tell me that. I know. <laughs> Gosh, I don't want to think know. about it. But anyway, she she's going good. out with this guy, and we all knew, we all knew that he was just not the right guy. Like she, and she was doing the same thing, like showing up to some seance he was in uh, that he went to to talk to some long lost relative. Uh, like that kind of stuff, he would invite her to these things. And listen, I am not comparing his particular uh, set of beliefs or whatever with any mainstream churches or anything like that. I'm not That's not what I'm doing here. I'm, we're saying that that's somehow connected. I'm just saying that same kind of deal. And when my mom started to distance herself a little bit from him at our prompting, he didn't say he was going to kill himself on the front lawn, but he did similar like, uh, you know, just weird stuff like like call us and then hang up the phone before saying anything stuff. Oh, I like to do that. Yeah, yeah. real weird. Yeah, I do that. Um, yeah, the guy good. my mom ended up marrying, she ended up marrying somebody oh, so named this is John. Because uh, this, this could have been awkward. Different guy, different guy. Yeah, exactly. I've met this other guy. Yeah, he's all right. He's a good man. He's, um, but 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 I. the reason I bring him up is even then there's still that struggle. So I just want to, I just want to th- float it out there that it's possible that this guy is not just seeing a crazy lady and that's what's causing all this consternation. Part of it is, your mom just passed away. She was your mom. This new person is absolutely not your mom and never will be. And even if she wasn't a little bonkers or a little out there or a little whatever, she still wouldn't be that thing. And whenever those new moms or those new dads try to assert themselves uh, as like stand-in moms, yeah. parents, that doesn't work as well as you might think it would. In fact, I'm still, I still don't even know what to call the guy my mom married. I know he's technically a stepdad. But I can't but think you of you, you don't call him stepdad. And you don't call him dad. You just call him like Bill. We call him or, John. Yeah, you know. his name's John. We no, just no, call, call him, John. him Bill. <laughs> no, no, no. You've got to disrespect him a little bit. It's like, I call you Bill. <laughs> I'm going to do that next time I see him. I hadn't thought of that before. Yeah. But, but, but anyway, I guess, I, I guess I'm not saying I'm not saying it's all on you guys, but I am saying there's some. I can hear it in his voice that some of this is just, ugh, this usurper came in and took the place of the person that you could never take the place of. Some of that's on you, just a little bit of it. Not saying she's not crazy, not not saying she's not bonkers or whatever, but mm. part of that, I just taste it in the air with this phone call, just a tiny bit. You think I'm wrong? Uh, no, I think I think you're right. I yeah. think it's 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 interesting to see, you know, that this guy he's uh, he's in a scenario mm. where his dad's you know getting some. That's cool, <laughs> but. He's getting it from the wrong place. Your assumption and of all these old, married, uh, divorced, and or uh, dis- uh, widowed or widowered people are all just having sex all the time is really my favorite part of today's show. I yeah, well, I idea. think that's that's what I'd be doing. <laughs> you know, I would, I would definitely be, you know, living life to its fullest. Sure, because uh, you know it's what it's about, especially if you've been confronted with the inevitability mm-hmm. of life mm-hmm. and it's 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 finite nature. Sure, why not bang away? what time left you have <laughs> well, but we're, we're, at the same time obviously this one it seems a bit odd that this uh this lady is well she she's she's not mentally stable doesn't um, sound like it the, the suicide thing sounds makes her sound very unstable to so me. for that it's like you know it's not necessarily the best thing for your dad to be helping her mm-hmm. with you know, necessarily, I don't know. It might be something where that's something he wants to do and he wants to make it so that she's happier. Um, 
you know, but it might also be one of those things where that's not what he needs and he just wants some fun and she might not be the best person for that and he might not be the best person for her if she wants something a bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got you've to gotta worry about what the long-term effects are and, and the, the kind of the fallout mm-hmm. of that, yeah. uh, to quote a, a, a fantastic game. Yeah, really good um, game. Is, is, is likely to be that you're going to get kind of bit in the ass, really. Well, all you right. Know, she's going to end up killing herself on your lawn. Who's got to clean that up? Yeah, who's, who's in charge you know, of that? Who's, who's in yeah. charge of that? Yeah. Suddenly you're like, you know, oh, lovely red roses out there. They weren't red yesterday. So, oh, okay, you know, it's just, it's it's not fair. Yeah, it really isn't fair. fair. And I'll I'll say this. Uh, you probably won't have much of a chance sitting down with her and hashing it out. Uh, you'll just make a more adversarial thing more adversarial. Uh, but I do think there is some talking to be happy to dad. Now, at some point, his happiness is, is the number one thing. He is an adult and he gets to choose what he wants to do. But you do yeah. see this shift in your life. You're starting to go from kid to young adult to now adult. And the parent is going the other direction. You're starting mm-hmm. to see that transition. And it's a slow transition, but eventually you're going to be checking up on them all the time. You'll be worried about them wandering off and you'll be the one next to them while they're st- sick in bed and taking care of them and changing their diapers. We're back, you know, the whole thing cycles back. Um, and I know that all sounds very grim, but it's just kind of the way it is. If he's happy with her, I don't know what you do. You got to let him be happy. That doesn't mean you have to love her and be around her all the time or whatever, or you may have to grin and bear it a few times. But, you know, I do not, I, I have a lot of disagreements and a lot of head bonking going on with with the person you call Bill Terpster, my Bill. Oh, that's the life. thing. Yeah, it's funny because you have head bonking. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's bonking your mum. And that's the, that's the problem. <laughs> and you're just like, bro, just back off, back off. Okay. But I, really I guess, do. I mean, is there, is there a part of you that's like, I'm really happy that mum's really happy? Yeah, I mean that's well. I guess I am. That, yes, I part. am. Okay, I am. That part. And, and and listen, it's he's once once I admitted to some of this being on me, it was easier for me to quit being so critical of why he isn't my dad or why he's different or why he's not as good yeah. or any of those things. No, he won't be as good. So dad. that stuff helps. You know, that stuff he's, helps. He's the second choice. He's yeah. always the second choice, and he's exactly. not even a, he's not even a choice. It's my mom's choice. My choice is do it's not I, even a choice. It's a it's a it's a it's a redundancy. Yeah. It's like yeah, I wasn't even gonna pick you, Bill, but you know, things didn't work out. That's fine. You know, he's 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 not your stepdad though. No. He is, you know. It's just a guy. Yeah, he's just a guy. He's a dude, he's taking care of my mom. We really appreciate exactly. that. Exactly, he is taking care. That's the problem. Yeah. And it's you know, that's the problem, Scott. Is you need to just <laughs> you need to separate that. You need to just say I can't. You put it in my head. Else. I can't separate it. That's the problem. I can't now. either, Scott. It's fi- I'm fixated by it. <laughs> it's so gross. You know? All right, here's well, the other thing I said once. I, I told my wife this once. If she ever died before I do, okay, yeah. something happens to her and she's gone. Yeah. I'm not getting remarried. You know what I'm gonna do? What I'm gonna, gonna do? be a miserable mess. I'm gonna be a complete yeah. waste of everyone's time. Like and I like and it. I'm just gonna date around for fun. Are you gonna okay, okay. Yeah. See, just, I, I said to my wife that I would haunt the hell out of her and that basically she was all like, I'd move on. And I'd be like, what? And she's like, yeah, you know, obviously if you're dead, you're dead. You know, I'm not going to be alone the rest of my life. Yeah. And I was like, my God, I will haunt the Any, if you better, you better watch out. You better move and get a priest in there, an old virgin and a young virgin and anything else uh-huh. because I will 
quote the shit out of you. Yeah, that's your plan, um, eh? How do you um how will you account for? I mean, logistically, how does that work? How do you come back and do that? Do you have any information to that? I regard? don't know, Scott. I think I watched the film Ghost. Mm-hmm. If Patrick Swayze can do it, I can do it. Well, you he know, he was it. angry basically, and mm-hmm. I think it was from his wife or girlfriend banging or other people <laughs> about to bang her, and he was like, "I have ghost powers now." Well, wait, was that like, the deal though? That. Sh- well, I thought he was just helping her make pottery or something. I don't remember that no, movie No, no, no. And then Whoopi Goldberg was like, oh, something. And it was like, oh, wow, Whoopi Goldberg, what's going on? And then Demi Moore was like, you know, I'm going to make some phallic clay. <laughs> Everyone was thinking this is getting about as good as it can get. <laughs> and yeah, then then it just kind of nothing really happened. Yeah. But no. I'm assuming <laughs> that if I die, yeah. I can just come back in some non-corporeal form. Yeah. And um, I hope so. Help help myself to some haunting. Oh, I like. And that. again, I think even then, just the threat of it is sometimes enough. You know, do, do I don't you, have to worry. Do you think that you'll be? Will you have? Um, will you be able to move curtains or make a chair rock with nobody there? Things like that. Oh, that'd be a smart one. Well, I'm just saying they, it's how they show it in movies, and you'd think that if they had that much control over the physical world, they would just straight up walk out into it and talk to you instead of just moving curtains around. Well, again, it depends, though, isn't it? Where at what point in the story we would be? Mm. Because you know, if we're at the beginning, maybe it starts out with a little bit of curtain jiggling. Yeah. Maybe I I gingerly brush brush past her breasts. <laughs> yeah, and I help myself to a little post. Post death copulation, uh, and you know people are like, oh, this is a, a sexy ghost. Okay, uh-huh. yeah, and and uh, you know that's I think that's pretty much what Swayze did. He started out, he, he moved something on a table, uh-huh. and he was like, then he got the idea. He was like, oh, really? Yeah. I can move stuff on a table, can I? How about if I uh, try uh, moving her hands on some phallic clay? <laughs> and obviously, we know how that ended yeah, we very well. Yeah. So well, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I think so. I, I didn't watch. It <coughs> I just, I, you know, I fast forward to that bit, mm-hmm. get get what I need to get done, <laughs> and then uh, turn it off. Um, oh, so man. yeah, this is all gone completely. But anyway, so I ba- basically I anyway, yes, don't think you're dicking crazy, uh, and tell your dad that, uh, and maybe set your dad up with uh, like a, a nice one that's not crazy. Mm. Um, yeah, be proactive. Go out and find her. Maybe you maybe you could get on a bus somewhere and go, oh, look at that nice lady. I bet she's single and needs company. And Yeah, kind of hit up on old ladies. Mm-hmm. That's what we're asking you to it. do in public. It's it. fine. Exactly. It's fine. You won't get in trouble for that. No one will think anything worse of it. It's fine. Uh, we have an email from Dan in Detroit. All right. So I'm going to read this one. This is a pretty interesting email as well. He says, hi, Scott and co-host. Oh, whoa. <laughs> whoa. You sure you didn't send this, Scott, after I said all those things about your mom? Nope. It was somebody did I it that way. bet you wish you did, though, now. Well, let's see how this goes. I'm hey, a- replaceable gentleman. <laughs> I am a young lawyer in Detroit and last year decided to start my own practice rather than continue working in corporate or in other law firms. Uh, last year, my wife and I also purchased our first home. My wife is now in grad school pursuing a PhD in psychology, of all things. In my mind, I know everything is actually going pretty well. Hey, I'd have to tell you this, uh, Dan. I think it sounds like things are going pretty well, too, from the first part of your email. He says, I have built up a solid solid client base. I have set up my own hours to a degree. All of my bills get paid. My student loans get paid with money left over for life's little luxuries like movies, sushi, good wine, cigars, and scotch. Guy knows knows how to party. Yeah, I like it. But I have not had a good night's sleep in months. Sexual relations. Oh, sorry. Oh, almost. Almost. Most of the year has been fits of insomnia and depression. 
Uh, this next Monday, I'm giving in and speaking with my physician about a sleep aid to cover at least that one issue. But what I really need is a way to manage the stress, the overwhelmed feeling from clients, uh, and just to cope, if not pull through this general funk. In June, it was not enough clients. Now it's too many. What advice do you have for managing the unique stress of self-employment? How do you cope when you're when the work gets overwhelming, as well as all of the other stress of the mortgage, car payments, bills, etc.? Thanks, Dan in Detroit. To me... I feel a kinship with Dan in Detroit a little bit because yeah. I also sometimes struggle with irrational sense of things going off the rails when things could not be better. And this happens to me quite a bit. And I've kind of come to terms with it, and I'll tell you what I did, all right? Uh, so I I feel like ever since I was a little kid, I've always been, leaned toward a little over-anxiousness uh, worrying too much about things I can't control, worrying about everyone else's good time. This is a thing I do. It's part of me. And in some ways, it it works for me in a lot of the things I make and create. And in some ways, it works directly against me. However, uh, the biggest jump for me in terms of um, being able to deal with it was acknowledging the fact that it's okay that I chemistry or uh, electro brain likely or something lean toward that kind of thinking. And when it's, once I know that and I kind of know who I am and what I'm doing, it makes it much easier to sort of deal with that stuff and to speak to yourself in voices that are not quite as panicked or as nervous. I think this is just a guy who is really concerned about making sure everything's going well. And even when it is going well, it's very hard for him to have the perspective to know that it is. And I've felt that a lot in my life. So I can totally relate to this guy. Now, I don't think you have to necessarily work for yourself to get that sense or to have this problem you're having. I think it can happen to just about anybody anywhere. But the added pressure of being your own boss, your own timeline, your own everything has so many good points to it. And then a lot of the things that you just have to kind of grapple with. And it's not easy, man. Uh, as far as solutions go, I think if uh, sort of admitting that it's not you don't you're not broken, dude. You're just a guy who likes to worry. That's it. You're a worrier. There's plenty of us. There's a whole bunch of us around. Hey, we, warriors. We worry about nothing. Come out to play. Even dumb stuff. Yesterday, Kim goes, I'm going to go buy you some pants. I said, what? She yeah. goes, yeah, I'm going to Kohl's. They're having a sale. You need new pants. I'm getting you some pants. You've grown everything else. You've gotten too thin and all your pants are falling off because I... Oh, that's nice my diet that. was successful and I'm down to where exactly. I want to be. But all my old fat pants are still in the closet. So she says, I had to maintain an erection all day <laughs> just to keep my old pants up. And Kim's like, it's taking you out of you, Scott. You're getting stressed, you know. And you're like, thank you. Thanks, love. I appreciate that. <laughs> so I said, okay. But in my head, I went, oh, no. We don't need to be spending money on pants. That we, that's a terrible <laughs> we ain't idea. We got pants money. What are you doing, woman? <laughs> that's exactly what went through my head. And it, and part of me, it, what it used to be, would I would go, oh my gosh, be careful. Don't do that. We This month's tight or whatever. I'd start freaking out about finances. I'm not even fully as familiar with as she is because she kind of helps make sure the banks are all good. She's kind of my accountant. Yeah. And so instead, what I tried to do yesterday, I wasn't exactly successful at it, but instead I had to stop and think about it and go, all right, Scott, what does this mean? Normally, a $40 pair of pants might be 10 to 15 because that's how she does this. What is she going to do? Probably bring back two or three pair. Two will fit. One won't. She'll return those. 
life will go on. I'll be 30 bucks in the hole and I'll have a couple of great pairs of pants with no you're holes gonna, in them. You're going to look fantastic. Yeah. I'm wearing a pair right now, in fact, from this oh, trip really? that she took. Yeah, Sounds, right now. I, I didn't want to say it, but in the voice, you sound, you know, like everything fits. Oh, it you know? does it not not as snug as usual though i have a higher or it's lower good. no no i'm just saying no it's like a it's a nice it's a nice relaxed mm. sound. it's a it's little good. constricting on that all day erection you were talking about though well that's the thing exactly that's why you've got to now train yourself to let it go mm. i call it the kickstand by the way yeah yeah so uh <laughs> she <laughs> so she did this and i worried over nothing but i but i've gotten to the point where i can stand aside from myself and look at myself and say you always do this, so think about it for a second before you say anything or do anything or act like a total dork about a stupid pair of pants. It isn't a big deal. You're budgeted for it. These are the things of life that you need to worry about and take care of. Things are going fine. Quit worrying about it. And sometimes that really helps me. Sometimes I fail at it. Sometimes I'm good at it. That's where I go. Terpster, how do you stop this guy who has all this great success, too many clients? Boy, what a problem to have. All the sushi movies and uh, oh, uh, you can't move cigars. Sushi. Yeah. So much. And cigars. Oh, lots of cigars. So what do you do? How I do think you, do it? you, um, you have to give it all up. <laughs> you have to go whole uh, spiritual Buddha on it. Uh-huh. Give it all up. Wear a robe. Live somewhere. Wear a robe. Okay. People love robes. Mm-hmm. People are all about, oh, that guy over there. That's robes. <laughs> um, and that's cool. And you just you give it up and you just decide, you know what? It's cool. We can just, we can now live off the earth. Mm-hmm. And you, you do that. You live off the earth. Does he join you, a commu- commune or does he be, uh, start one? Which way do you go? No, starting one's like, you got the logistical nightmare. Mm. Yeah, that's the thing. You don't want to, you want to, you want to join a commune. You want to basically offload any decisions, uh, anything. Um, you just want it to be super sweet. You want it to feel like, okay, cool. We've got ourselves. Uh, no decisions needing to be made anymore. It's all handled for me. This is this is the high life. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I welcome I welcome you to that world. Yeah, I think that um, actually, okay. There's this guy. He was a dot com millionaire, maybe billionaire. He was around so, during the like the late '90s, early 2000s, right oh, before okay. everything crashed. Okay, so he made a ton of money in that whole bubble. Uh, got out before it all took a dive. Okay. And he started to realize something. I heard this guy talk the other day. He's like, I had the best car. I had this giant house. I had to fill that house full of things. I had just this, the biggest dick you've ever seen. <laughs> he you had know. that. He had that, of course. I was just so humble, though. <laughs> and he said, listen, he said that uh, he started to hate it. He just hated it because he just had to have stuff for no reason. It was like, well, this is what you do when you got a bunch of money. And all the friends we have, they're all here just because they're money friends and and he realized it just kind of sucked. So he decided to change that. And he, he gave all his money away. He gave a ton of it, gives a ton of it away. He invests See, a lot of it. That's what you want to do. And I reckon this guy, if honestly, I reckon if he just rid himself of that excess money, mm-hmm. he would feel a lot better. Patreon. And so I would say <laughs> is to just head on over to patreon.com slash hypo help and just rid yourself of your burdens. Because you don't want to be, you don't want to be feeling like Oh man, I'm just I'm constantly I'm just over encumbered with with money yeah. and guilt. Um and for that I'd say, yeah, don't worry about it. You know my you know what my psychology sister would say to this? She would say that you're actually on to something, not necessarily where he's giving the money, 
but oh, well, he could though. He could. Do <laughs> he could. We're not discouraging that. But what she would say is, if you lose yourself in some sort of helping someone else stuff, whether it be mm. monetarily or materially or some other way, um, you know, she used to tell us, "There's nothing. Nothing will. Nothing will make you and your day better than if you just go spend a couple hours at a homeless shelter." Uh, in the food line or something, ser- you know, serving people or something. Oh, right. I was just thinking, just like, just have some free food. <laughs> Honestly, nothing is better in a day than just heading on down to the homeless shelter and just uh, having some free take food. Take advantage of the free food. Especially if you haven't washed. Uh-huh. They, they don't even question you. Nope. They don't it's even like, ask. Well, in fact, free ticket in. We got horrible yeah. BO. Come on in. Bam. But she is like, Bam. you know what? That kind of thing, helping somebody else, takes you out completely of the mindset that you're struggling with. And put you in a whole different one where you actually have an impact and you'll come away better equipped to handle your own stuff again and with a better perspective. So I would just tack that on there. That and yeah. the hype the patreon.com slash hypo help bit Thank is pretty good too. Yeah, I like that one. I like uh, that one. Dan in Detroit, we hope that Detroit is how is Detroit these days? I hope they're all right. I mean, you always hear about Detroit and what a dump it is and how terrible things yeah. are, but I don't think that's true anymore. Yeah, you still hear it, but I'm not sure it's true. If you're on the ground in Detroit and you listen to the show and you want to correct us or whatever, send an email and tell us because I, I just get the feeling that it's not as bad as uh, as it used to be. It was, it was bad during the uh, the housing crisis in 08, and, and a lot of people have just have it in their heads that Detroit is still terrible, and I don't think that's probably true anymore. Uh, all right, check this out. Playing I, got out. I just think Boston's a hell. Oh, moment. Boston! What a what a what a shit oh, show that man. is! Boston, yeah. Boston, yeah, horrible. Yeah. I thought Vegas was bad when it was New Vegas, but no. Yeah, Boston's oh, real trouble. Vegas is amazing. Uh, I got an email for you specifically. This is not a, oh, a really? question for help, oh, but something nice. we need to mention okay. here. <clears throat> this person says, "Hello, my name is Logan, and I am a history student from Indiana." Oh, well, I was God. reading. I was, a- I was waiting for it to be like, uh, <laughs> "My name's Cindy, and I'm pregnant." I'd be like, "Oh Christ!" Oh shoot! Terpster hangs yeah. up real quick, and we never hear yeah, from yeah. him again. BRB. He says, uh, while I was He's reading a book, <laughs> I was. <laughs> he says, while I was reading a book about Thomas Jefferson, I came across the name Thomas Turpin. I discovered this oh. man was Peter Jefferson's uh, brother-in-law, which was Thomas's father. As an as an American, how am I supposed to deal with the fact that Mark the Turpster Turpin could be related to one of our founding fathers? Well, yep. we all came from there. Why not? I say so you're related from my uh, my uh, English. Uh, heritage mm-hmm. you know we founded you yeah uh you know i think you'll find unless you're a native american mm-hmm. you are um you're descended from me yeah so <laughs> well and then even then we're not sure yeah. but but here's the deal uh there's a i think it's a very highly likely that you are related to that thomas turpin i'll bet if you well, went back and did a, a, a some some, stuff, some level you'd think you'd sure, hope so sure. i don't know i mean i'm related to i always bring this up because i love the story but i we did some family history and i'm related to Equally to, to Jesus, I, I, well, maybe, but Jesus. I, I am, I am, uh, yes, my Mexican gardener. How'd you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I am related to Eli Whitney, the man chiefly responsible for a huge uptick in slavery because he built the cotton oh, nice. gin, and we need a lot more slaves to to get more cotton into the cotton gin. And equally to Abraham Lincoln, the oh, man, wow. the man largely responsible for the emancipation of the slaves, and so basically, your ancestors made an industry for themselves <laughs> in both establishing and disestablishing yeah. slavery. Isn't that crazy? I like it. Yeah, it's about the same. Now, I, now I don't remember for sure, but I think those guys were walking around the same time. So I think it was kind of a one on you know somebody's aunt 
side and then somebody's uncle's side and then there's there's the two cousins or something but I, I don't know how Definitely closely related. In there, yeah, yeah, but isn't that crazy? It's, it's, I love that story because I feel like I was at I was at odds. I was at odds then, or my you know my my uh, my ancestors were at odds. Sort of, they may not even have known it. I mean, Eli well, Whitney, at the same time. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and Eli Whitney yeah. was a man of industry. You know, you probably at the time was this respected inventor and came up with this amazing device that. Increased Called cotton the production. The podcast. The podcast. Yes. I mean, the cotton gin is what he meant. And uh, then you got, uh, you know, Abe Lincoln over there going, no, no more slaves. Let's have a war. Let's get out of this. I am not a crook. Yeah, that's what he said. That's what he said. Yeah. yeah, I think he may have U.S. history a little bit skewed, but it's close. You're close. Well, well, I might be true in <laughs> that. Thomas Turpin, everybody. Look him up. See what you can find out. Let's trace it back. Or forward to Terpster and... Yeah, let's do it. Let's prove so I can walk into America and say, I'm an American citizen, sir, out of the way. And they say, you're not an American citizen. I say, oh, really? Mm -hmm. And then I pull out a globe and I spin it backwards, the opposite way to the way it normally spins. Yeah. And uh, the TSA agent looks down and he's wearing old-fashioned clothes. <laughs> We're back in the 1770s. Okay. And it's the time of the revolution. Uh -huh. And who's there? I say to Thomas Turpin. And he says, you're right, distant relative. And I say, I am good. Thank you, Thomas. Yeah. And then I go, see, and I spin the globe back the other way. And we're back in the in the modern day. Uh -huh. And the border control guy just stamps my passport yeah. and says, welcome home. You bought. And, and somehow in that same process, you saved Lois Lane and brought two whales back from 1984. Fantastic. Exactly. Good work on that. Exactly. That you're welcome. Uh, please welcome. email us in any time, folks, with your thoughts, your feelings, or your questions about Terpster's uh, genetic heritage. At uh, hypotheticalhelp.com is the website. All the links to what we do are there. 801-471-0462 is the voicemail line, or you can send an email straight to scottofrogpants.com, and we may just read it on the show. Patreon.com slash hypohelp. Go do it. If For those who have, we love you. For those who haven't, consider it. For those of we you could just, be loving you right now. No, just think about that. Think of the you love you're be, missing out on, man. You could be getting some love right now. Oh, you're not. the love you'd be getting. Oh, welcome Terpster to Hypo Help. Put his dick in your crazy. Wait, what? Could be. Uh, could be. I could be crazy for that. <laughs> Can't believe I said that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so uh, we're also on Twitter, the underscore T for Terpster. You'll find me at Scott Johnson. We'll be back next week, assuming you guys keep us in the uh, green uh, with a whole new episode. Don't want to pressure Health. you, but yeah. make it so. No pressure. It's fine. Uh, so for me, for Terpster, and for everyone in the wastelands of Massachusetts, we'll see you next time. Bye. Part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Yeah. Boom. We did it. That felt we all right. It.